Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the podcast. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Daltz. Aren't you lucky you got for free, added value, Daltz singing, quote unquote, Oh Canada. <laughs> crooning. I think you meant crooning. Crooning. Yes, you're a crooner. And the reason he's singing Oh Canada is because today is Canada Day. As we record this and the sun is shining and birds are chirping and we're not in Canada. Bust out your sortilege and your fudgios and celebrate <laughs> the great white north. Yeah. And and Neri, uh, during this podcast, will we make fun of somebody saying A? A. Right? Right. right. A. Yeah. Right? Right is the equivalent to A. <laughs> so we're going to celebrate all things Canadian on this podcast. Where should we start, Coco? Because there's so many cultural places to, ta- to start. There actually are. And he's not being sarcastic because he's a bona fide Canadian. So right. he's actually being serious, although you can't tell. Right. So You can never tell if I'm serious. I think we should start with uh, Canadian comedy because there's a lot to celebrate with Canadian comedy. We recently watched Bone Cop, Bad Cop. We actually watched it like two years ago and we we did a podcast on it and then we had technical difficulties and we didn't release it and we never got around to re-recording it. Well, I think what happened there was the universe was not ready for that podcast. Right. Well, Bone Cop, Bad Cop is like 15 years old. The original Bone Cop, Bad Cop 2 is three years old. So Bone Cop, Bad Cop is, you know, it's a buddy cop action comedy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of playing off the differences between, you know, the English speaking, straight laced, uptight Canadian guy and the... Shoots from the hip, swearing, rule breaking, you know, European, French Canadian guy starring Colin Fiore and Patrick Heward. I'm probably completely butchering the French pronunciation. Patrick Wad. Yeah. So we can highly recommend that. The original came out in like 2006 and then the sequel came out about 10 years later, 2016, 2017. 2017, yeah. We can recommend them both. I think the first one is a bit better because it's funnier. The second one kind of goes into like a terrorism plot, Mm -hmm. which is by definition not necessarily funny. But both those guys did great jobs, and I appreciate their performances. The first one was uh, had a very... uh, hockey angle to it, very hockey-centric sort of approach because the bad guy who by the way is just like an average looking dude like when the, when there's the big reveal near the end of the, of the movie as to who the bad guy was you're all looking at him it's like what this guy yeah he's like a college kid he's like he's my you know he's the guy he was he, he runs the hockey pool at the at the office like what, what's the matter with him but anyway it's it's more about the revenge of uh people against a, uh, the uh, commissioner whose name is gary buttman right this the script was written by a 10 year old boy because you have buttman and gross butt and pickleton <laughs> yeah I think. pickleton yeah, yeah so instead yeah, of pocklington yeah so the script was written by a 10 year old boy but it was very funny it was funny so. and the, what i really liked about that uh those two movies is the chemistry between fjord yeah. and ward uh, especially patrick ward who is uh, really good and i know that the ladies like him because every time that he came on the screen <laughs> you had like a swoony kind of <laughs> flow to you yeah your vibe was very swoony it's like that's a big strong french guy <laughs> he's tough and I like him. <laughs> well, You're not denying it. I noticed no, that. No, no. I mean, he's hot. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. I also liked that, you know, they slipped seamlessly between English and French. Yes. Like it was, 
I, I enjoyed that. Like, I don't, we don't mind subtitles. We've mentioned that before. So, well, and it was very much a, uh, it's like the dream come true for Canadian culture because it's this French Canadian, English Canadian movie. And it's seamless. It's not forced. Like, the mm-hmm. idea is not forced. It's like, well, you could conceivably see this. If there was a crime committed that they both had jurisdiction over, they would work together. So, that's, so you've got the English and the French. And you, like you said, you've got both languages in there. And I think it works really well. The, the, the comedy is really good because, uh, there is equal the the insults are have equal uh, weight to them, both on the English side and the French mm-hmm. side. So they're they're both being made fun of in an equal way, which is which is important. Yeah, because we're all equal in everybody's eyes. They're celebrating their differences while also mocking them. Exactly. So, so it was a good time. Exactly. I can, and there were no poutine jokes in there, so I don't understand what happened there. Poutine? You mean like what we're gonna have today for, for dinner, Canada Day? Celebratory dinner. Well, you're gonna have it. I don't know if there's a vegan poutine recipe out there. So. I, I, th- I think that's probably as far away from vegan as possible. <laughs> yeah. Cheese curds. I can't imagine what vegan cheese curds would look like. It's too bad the real Coco isn't here because she would eat the hell out of the cheese curds. <laughs> like you, cheese curds and chicken gravy and French fries. Like oh my god, that's like she's she's in doggy heaven and really upset right now and she's looking at me and barking she didn't she didn't last to canada day so unfortunately we can also recommend kids in the hall Mm -hmm. uh oh i should you can recommend kids bone cop bad cop and its sequel are both currently available on netflix kids in the hall wait a minute before we go there i want i want bone cop bad cop bad cop twa I want, oh, to, I, want yes. to, I want to complete the, ta- the hat trick. Like everybody's Definitely. doing the trilogies. Uh, we shouldn't stop there. So that's, right. I just want to add that before we move on. I mean, those guys are both still still acting. They're both still around. So well, we got to see in the in the second one, Colm Fiore's character gets Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. So that might be a challenge in the third one. And maybe that was the only way that he agreed to <laughs> do the series. I'll the do it for one. $50 million. <laughs> and if you kill me off, so I never have to do these movies ever again. Sounds he's, like Harrison Ford. He's going full Harrison Ford. Exactly. So, so I... Sorry, anyway, go ahead. I uh, second the Bone Cop, Bad Cop, Twa. Bone Cop, Bad Cop, Twa. That's hard to say for me. So, the hat trick. <laughs> the Colon hat trick. the hat trick. <laughs> so Kids in the Hall is not uh, currently available anywhere ex- uh, f- on like free streaming. You can purchase... Each of the seasons on Amazon. The reason I'm bringing up Kids in the Hall is A, because it's hilarious, and B, because Amazon recently commissioned an additional eight new episodes of Kids in the Hall. I don't know when those are going to come out because I believe they were writing them. Because pandemic. When the pandemic hit. So who knows when they'll actually get to film any episodes. But if you can find some old Kids in the Hall episodes and go back and watch them, they are hilarious. Comedy Central here in the States used to have Kids in the Hall basically on 24-7. So when I was in college, that was all I watched pretty much. <laughs> so I was never really a Kids in the Hall fan. They were sort of after uh, drunken uh, nights for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like usually in college, you, watch, you come home and you watch something and that was usually second city or mm-hmm. saturday night live for me and and kids in the hall I, I i found them pretty good i mean the the chicken lady and squishing your head and all that sort of <laughs> stuff i thought it was pretty good i mean they're they're definitely an institution in canadian comedy and they're worth celebrating for sure 30 helens agree that the kids in the hall are hilarious <laughs> so although i should say that um I have not seen Kids in the Hall in probably about 15 years. So maybe what I found funny in my late teens and early 20s, you know, maybe today I'd be like, yeah, the chicken lady really wasn't so funny. (laughs) But 
you know, I have very fond memories of Kids in the Hall, and whenever the new episodes finally come to Amazon, I'm going to watch the hell out of those. Well, and that's a new thing that we can celebrate. We can hook that on for this podcast. It's not all about nostalgia. So you can look forward to new Kids in the Hall whenever that sort of stuff <laughs> happens again. Well, you know, Canada kind of has the coronavirus under control. So maybe sure. they might get I mean, I know soap operas in LA are starting to tape again. So maybe, maybe kids in the hall might be taping and we might get like a Christmas uh, present. Wait, how are they going to do like kissing scenes and stuff like that? So what with I masks on what I read is apparently spouses are going to stand in for love interests. <laughs> so everything is going to be shot from like the back of the spouse's oh, head. And oh, so okay. you're not going to see. So it's not like, like the spouse becomes a character in the play. Or right. Like yeah, no, it's just whenever uh, Brooke Forrester has to kiss Ridge or whichever guy she's banging right now. So like, it's got to, there's going to be some wigs is what you're saying. Yeah, probably. Or yeah. like some Grecian formula, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so, but not to get too far off on a tangent on soap operas. So right. right. What, uh, what can you recommend from Canadian culture? Well, I can recommend many things. I think one of the things that we should talk about is the, the the movies in Canada. You think the comedies would be the thing because Canadians traditionally are very funny. You've got Jim Carrey and Mike Myers and all these guys that have, you know, made a big successful career out of it. Um, the comedies are hard to find in Canada. They're actually pretty good. The uh, bone cop, bad cop, I think would be the exception. Men with brooms at one time was was the <laughs> the leading comedy in Canada, the leading English comedy. It was fine. I mean, Men with Brooms is a story about a Canadian rink that reunites for a dead guy and for curling, for curling, and uh, Men with Brooms, obviously, the, yeah. hence hence the title. Um, we just watched that, and I a forced few days Coco, ago, I forced yeah. Coco to watch it in preparation for this uh, podcast, and. It's it's fine. It, I mean, it's it's almost like a made for TV kind of vibe to it. Definitely. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those uh, great productions that has awkward moments in it. Like what <laughs> the thing is with Canadian movies is like sometimes you'll have like too much of a scene, whereas uh -huh. it will traditionally will have cut at some point and then moved on in the Hollywood sense. But in the Canadian scene, it just kind of stays there and stays there. And you're like, why are they doing this extra bit? I mean, the, per <laughs> the previous bit was fine. Um, so it, it, Men with Brooms is is sort of the exception because it worked in the, in the theater. It was successful in the theaters. Um, there are not a lot of really great... Uh, comedies unfortunately so the movies that tend to be successful in canada and well received by the critics are the dramas and the uh really kind of dark movies so I'll give you an example the sweet hereafter is one of the most successful movies i have not seen that so of, this of all is all time. you <laughs> and, yeah in canada and it's a story uh it's a russell banks uh, book it's based off of russell banks book and Adam Agoyan directed it, famous director in Canada, does a lot of really good work. And it's essentially, it's this great happy tale about a small town, I believe in British Columbia, or maybe it's supposed to be somewhere and you think you surmise that it's British Columbia. And then uh, people are happy and it's a small town and they're talking small town things. And then all of a sudden a busload of kids goes into the frozen bay and everybody dies. And then it's a reaction from there as to how uh how the community handles it and the blame and everything like that so it's one of those all of a sudden it's really dark and that's kind of typical of canadian dramas and canadian movies there's a lot of those so i would say it's hard to find uh a canadian movie that you can come out of and you're smiling and you're like <laughs> oh that was nice you know like that's why bon cup back up was such a nice uh treat for us because mm -hmm. 
we came out of that and was like, yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> and it's hard because uh, because of the elephant next door with all the huge American movies that just bulldoze everything in the theaters. That the Canadian movies don't really get much of a chance in the theater. Like, like they just that's like a you know metaphor for life. <laughs> America just bulldozes, and you know Canada didn't get much of a chance. Right. Well, it's the famous quote. I think it was. Uh, Pierre Trudeau said, uh, when, "When you're a mouse in bed with an elephant, you know all the elephant has to do is roll over, and you're and you're done." And it, it's true. Like there's a lot of protections in place. You know, the music in Canada is a very strong music scene. Daltz uh, knows all about the Canadian music scene. But one of the reasons that there is a, a strong Canadian music scene, and, and it's a it's a controversial uh, element, but every third song on the radio in Canada has to be by a Canadian artist, and so it's a, it's designed to protect. The Canadian artists, and some would some would say, well, if we if we just let it be based on the merit of the of the artist, then it would be a lot better, um, and you wouldn't have Nickelback. And it's like, well, <laughs> but at the same time, you wouldn't have a lot of independent artists, like uh, you know, City and Color was an artist who started out that I'm a huge fan of, and just released new music, and just released mu- new music within the last six months. Uh, we were going to go see them on tour, as a matter of fact, when they swung through town, and of course that didn't happen because of the pandemic. Stupid pandemic. Yeah, pandemic sucks. So. Uh, um, a great, a great music scene, great and vibrant music scene, uh, and I would, I would recommend City and Color. And there's a lot of bands out there that are getting their start in in Canada that wouldn't get a start in other places because of those protections. So, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean especially U.S. radio and record labels have been known for payola type scandals. So, <laughs> if you're just gonna do underhanded things to get the latest like crummy like Dua Lipa or whatever on the radio then you know all you Dua Lipa fans yeah exactly listening to the podcast post Malone like (laughs) you know like you gotta you gotta protect your own you gotta look out for number one and there's you know uh, all sorts of Canadian artists who have crossed over so the the obvious being Justin Bieber and uh, Grimes (laughs) who uh, is now with uh, Elon Elon Musk, Musk who Elon Musk actually went to university in Canada for a time um, so there's a Canadian, and his mother is Canadian too, I believe. Yeah. So there's a Canadian connection there. So that you've got the six degrees of of, Cana- of Canada essentially for every artist somehow, because Ryan Gosling is Canadian, <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, and all the Ryans <laughs> that you can stand. Um, so there's a lot of things worth celebrating in Canadian uh, Canadian culture. So give it a chance, people. And you know what? The, the interesting thing is too is that. You can go on to Netflix and you can watch a lot of these shows that are produced and, and written and directed and take place in Canada. And pre- before Netflix, you would only be able to see them on the CBC or, or, the, or CTV if you were back in Canada. Now you can see these shows wherever you are, wherever you have a Netflix account. So one of the examples is, and I know you haven't seen this, but the, the comedy Corner Gas, which is this little little sitcom that is... is Pretty funny, but it's a little bit hokey, a little bit corny. I've when you've watched a few episodes, I've been sitting next to you, just looking at Facebook and kind of half paying attention, and it seemed kind of funny. It's like it's, you yeah, know, it's it's it, nice and light. It's not like a laugh a minute, but you know. yeah. And there's another one that started that's pretty good uh, that the CBC runs. It's called Kim's Convenience. It's a story about oh yeah yeah I've uh, heard of that. South Korean uh, convenience store owner who moves to Toronto and they open a convenience store, and that's the trials and tribulations of this family. And it's actually pretty good. I mean the the lead actor who does who's the owner is he has a very affected 
Korean accent, but he doesn't talk that way in real life. So there's there's some con- concern there about the stereotypes being propagated, but mm. it's actually a decent little comedy. Like those little sitcoms in Canada can be done well. There was another one called Little Mosque on the Prairie that was <laughs> that was years ago about a, a Muslim family moving to uh, somewhere in the prairies, I guess Saskatchewan or something like that. And uh, it was well received. So there, there can be... Uh, the CBC can do some good comedies, and you can find those on Netflix if you're so inclined. We should, uh, maybe for your watch list, because my watch list is out of control on Netflix, <laughs> we should find... With dark British crime comedies, or <laughs> right. uh, dramas, I mean. We should uh, we should find like all the Canadian shows and like put them on your watch list, and then your watch list could just be like overrun with like jingoism and stuff. That's true, and then it'll be like movies like Kevin, or Kevin Bacon, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> movies like Kevin Bacon. Can, uh, Canadian Bacon, which I have not seen because I resisted watching that when I was a kid because I was like, this is going to be so stereotypical awful <laughs> alan alda as the president saying they must invade canada oh that sounds awesome actually i i love alan alda he's a national treasure and then so. john candy as the as the i think he plays an american cop and uh has to come to the rescue of the situation or something like that but it's it's a very interesting uh, premise and as listener will tell i cannot I have not watched it yet. Maybe we should watch it tonight for Canada Day. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. In celebration. Yeah, because you were saying that we needed to find a Canadian movie or something to watch. So, Well, I looked for Strange Brew and it's there, but it's not free. So Strange Brew being, of course, the ultimate Canadian comedy (laughs) of all time. The Mackenzie Brothers, of course, and everybody on this uh, listening to this podcast knows who the Mackenzie Brothers are. Uh, Bob and Doug, uh, true Canadian heroes. And if you think that that's what happens in Canada when you watch that movie, then then <laughs> next time the border opens, bring your money and spend it uh, luxuriously. And a beer. <laughs> yeah, and a tree. There should be more there, eh? Oh, okay. That's maybe the best Christmas song ever. And we listen to it every Christmas. We totally do. We have to. I mean, come on. It's a family tradition. Yeah. So one more thing I want to recommend. I did not run this by Daltz, so he's going to be surprised, Uh although perhaps not. Uh, If you are remotely a fan of reading, I can recommend Margaret Atwood. She's, you know, if you know anything about Canadian literature, you know about Margaret Atwood. She's, you know, the best. There's nothing you can really say about her. She's obviously, she did The Handmaid's Tale, which is very famous. I actually would recommend anything before the turn of the century that she wrote, like the stuff she's written since then. I wasn't a big fan of the Mad Adam trilogy. I don't even think I finished it. I think I've got the third book like over there in the bookcase somewhere and I didn't (laughs) even read it because I didn't love the first two books. Um, A year or two ago, she did a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale called The Testaments, which I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, anything from like the eighties and nineties or even the seventies from Margaret Atwood, like the handmaid's tale, alias grace, the blind assassin, which is my favorite book of all time. Wow. Uh, the robber bride of all time of all time. Yeah. She also, uh, has, uh, even above my book. Yeah. Wow. Yours is number two. So <laughs> Good Daltz, save. Daltz is also a Canadian author and I'm trying to convince him to let me, uh, type out his book so he can sell it on Amazon because it's not currently in print. On so, Kindle. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe keep an eye out for that coming soon. So uh, I read The Testaments, and you can find the review on kogoindults.com. You can also find a podcast review we did of that if you go back in our, right. in our archive. And uh, we so we don't have to go back there, but uh, Margaret Atwood is, is, is a fine, fine Canadian author. Um, she's pretty mainstream, and she's been yeah. around for a long time. Yeah, she's as, been around as, since like the 60s. Yeah, nobody so. will... Uh, 
disagree with that. But um, and she's and she's very much been able to stay relevant. I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. despite the fact that she's not of the generation that she's writing about. Um, but she's she's a, she's a good author. One of the authors I will, will recommend is Bill Gaston. Bill Gaston wrote one of my favorite books called The Good Body. It's a hockey book, of course. It's about a guy who's dealing with uh, multiple sclerosis and he doesn't oh, he doesn't know it, um, and also divorce. And it's actually his character is very reminiscent of the Patrick Ward character in uh, Bone Cop, Bad Cop. He's this oh. big, tough guy who's not the brightest bulb in the drawer, but he's also trying hard. Um, he's very earnest. So that that's one author I would recommend. Uh, also Dave Bedini, who's another great author and helped me get my book deal. So I, <laughs> I'm going to tout him. Shout uh, out. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wrote Tropic of Hockey is most, most famous for that. And is a now a newspaper publisher. Wow. Because he, in addition to still doing some writing, uh, he's, uh, he's got a very good sense of, uh, culture and he's very very an interesting guy so if you see a Dave Bedini book I would recommend picking that up as well this is a lot of Canadian culture see this we're going to need more than one podcast this should be an entire series the CBC should sponsor us the CBC totally should I believe uh they have a lot of podcasts that they do so it'd be seamless to slot us into their lineup I think that we would we would uh, qualify as Canadian content because I'm Canadian and you have a Canadian shirt on right now. <laughs> right. I'm I'm wearing a shirt that says Canada with like a giant maple leaf made out of lots of little maple leaves. So Very creative. Yeah, totes. And we have a, in our uh, home here in small town Connecticut, we have a Canadian flag flying right now. We do. Like a dorm room on the front door because <laughs> I don't have a flagpole. <laughs> and Dalt has a maple leaf tat. So. Right. So we're fully qualified here, CBC. Yeah, totally. Listen to us. Buy us. Please. Sponsor us. Yes. So there's a lot more to talk about, but I think that's probably good because uh, people are out there and they want to just, you know, celebrate Canada Day and they're drinking maple syrup out of shot glasses they're and stuff like that. They're drinking their Muskoka, like beer. Muskoka and... cream ale is probably what they're drinking. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? The, uh, the first hangover I ever had in my life, it was, uh, I was at this dive bar in this lake town in Michigan and they had Labatt's, mm-hmm. like pictures of Labatt's for like a dollar. Sorry about that. And I drank a lot of Labatt's that night. Wow. And the next day I woke up with like a raging hangover and I was like, what's going on? Like I'd never had a hangover before. So. Cause that's what quality beer will do to you. <laughs> but drinking 18 pitchers of quality beer. <laughs> well, that's what Labatt's will do. You know? Not a Labatt's fan. So there you go. So, uh, Coco, do you want to go over the litany of places that we can be reached? Yes, I do. Uh, until the CBC buys us and sponsors us <laughs> and puts us on their platform. Which is happening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, YouTube, and soon-to-be IMDb. We will let you know when we are finally approved for that platform. You can also find us on the interwebs at CocoAndDalts.com, on Facebook and Twitter at CocoAndDalts. And if you want to leave us some feedback, you want to get in touch, you want to say hi, you want to let us know what you thought of today's podcast or what you want us to hear, what you want to hear us talk about in the future, you can email us at CocoAndDalts at gmail.com. So with the playout music, is it possible for you to put like the end of O Canada on there? Oh, I'll see if that's something that's royalty free. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, but I don't know if it's not royalty free. I'm not sure who would come at us for that because the composer is long gone. The governor general? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Bone Cop, Bad Cop will come after us. <laughs> they're on. There's the, there's the third movie right there. <laughs> they're on music rights. They're now. on music rights. <laughs> 
they've got after blowing everything up in the first two episodes right. and killing all the bad guys they're like desk duty galore here well if the bone cop has als then you know that might be he might be like a forensic desk jockey now right so. and then patrick ward comes knocking on our door and goes Alette, monsieur and madame <laughs> no comprende Colin Fiore, call us. We, we need to make this happen. So thanks for joining us on this special edition, this Canada Day podcast for another Happy week. Happy Canada Day. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dots.